In honor of our Star Wars The Force Awakens roundtable, we were planning on doing a little joke at our fictional George's expense. If you don't know it, George is a parody character of the famous person known as George Lucas. Oh, there's your first Star Wars spoiler for the day. But, uh, you know, Mike, it seems like uh, in the wake of all the commentary coming from real George Lucas these days, maybe not, the time's not exactly right to have that laugh at his expense. No, I think it's, uh, it's better to leave that alone and let George say what George says. For better or worse, it's, uh, it's his own thing for now it's his own thing for now i understand this must be hard for him but uh uh, well the conversation ebbs and flows out there in the real world so if you uh if you want to hear from george uh go ahead and check out basically google or anywhere else that does news on celebrities i don't know with all of the uh talk that you're going to hear in a few minutes about star wars uh pete and i are really in a star wars mood so we're announcing a schedule change for the next couple episodes. Pete, do you want to go ahead and talk about that? Right, right. Well, uh, in this upcoming episode you're about to hear, we talk at great length about the new Star Wars movie uh, that everyone should have seen by now, but uh, we want to continue talking about Star Wars, as Mike just said. And so on January 27th, instead of our previously scheduled hook, we are planning on having a Star Wars-centric episode again where we discuss... The previous movies, the Star Wars phenomenon in general, and everything surrounding that, which uh, I'm greatly looking forward to. We figure the time now is as good as any. Right, Mike? Oh, definitely. Uh, You know, there's this discussion you're going to hear in a few minutes with uh, all of our guests is packed with Star Wars things, and it just made us want more. So we figured uh, we got to talk about it. Uh, Star Wars as a whole. That's right. And we pretty much figure that our listeners want the exact same things that we want. So uh, so that was our thought process behind that. But don't worry for all of you who were looking forward to Hook with uh, great enthusiasm, for we will still do the movie, and that will be rescheduled to February 10th. All right. So with that, we're going to take you to the Sacred Cows Force Awakens Roundtable. See you on the other side. In a world where the human race has nearly unlimited access to all forms of media, mankind faces its greatest enemy. I've come for vengeance. A looming threat. Can you look at that? What is that? A paralyzing choice. You have eight choices. Choose incorrectly, and I cannot be held responsible for your suffering. Is the next movie in my queue good or bad? Hey, do you guys want to watch Geely? A war that threatens our very existence. We have come to take over your world. And it will be fought over. Cows. One podcast dares to make sense of it all, so you don't have to. This is the Sacred Cows Podcast. Uh, yeah, so it's me, dis- Disembodied Voice Bro, filling in for Disembodied Voice Guy today. Uh, you're supposed to say... Oh, right. 
So, now here are your hosts. Okay. Hi, I'm Pete. Hi, I'm Mike. Uh, <clears throat> and, and we've got some additional guests today. Right, right. So also, also coming to you live today, our special guest stars. It's me, Nika. <laughs> Matthew Morris. Hey, it's Josh. Hi, I'm Kim. Hello, I'm Ben. Sexy. Thanks, Thanks for your voice, bro. bro. Yeah, sure, you, you bet. Uh, <laughs> say, disembodied voice, bro. What? Why don't you tell our listeners where disembodied voice guy is today? Um, no thanks. The, the less I have to talk about that self-important ass, the better. Well, uh, I, I'm not really sure what else to ask you. I mean... Really? Not, nothing? Like, what about my favorite color? What about where I like to take my vacations? Or do you only care about where my entitled brother is on vacation right now? Ah, uh, there we go. So disembodied voice guy's on vacation. Where did he go? I knew it. You only invited me here to pump me for information about the whereabouts of disembodied voice guy. You only care about him. Well, to be fair, it's only because we're contractually obligated. Well, still, it wouldn't kill you to get to know me a little bit. I, I guarantee that I am many, many times more interesting than that sack of shit, brother of mine. Evil's boring if that's all you do, brother. At least I have other hobbies. I hope you're listening to this in Aruba. Ah, nice. So disembodied voice guy took a trip to Aruba. Well, good for him. I hope he's relaxing on a nice warm beach right now. Don't, don't fuck you guys. I'm out of here. Don't expect me to pick up the phone next time you call. Although I probably will. So uh, welcome to the Sacred Cows podcast, the podcast where we usually talk about old movies. But uh, mm-hmm. today we're going to talk about a new movie. That's right. This is the long-awaited Star Wars episode that we've been hyping so much. The episode is sure to please you and make George even madder than he already is, if that's possible. Yeah, and we've got our special guests. Uh, If you want to go through and uh, introduce yourselves again. Uh, At length, if you you please. Yeah, who y'all? Where are you from? Mm. Try the fish. God damn it. Uh, well, my name is Nika, and I... Do you want us to say, like, where we're from geographically nah, or where like we're from on the internet? Wise. Address, like okay. your exact <laughs> mailing address would be great. Yeah, <laughs> it is. That and your iPad. Those, your, uh, my, box. No. <laughs> bus, chest, and waist. Um, my Amazon friend <laughs> can be found at... <laughs> This is a different um, sort of a show. I, <laughs> I'm oh, a host God. on uh, Dungeon, Dungeons & Dragons, a Dungeons & Dragons real play podcast, Drunks & Dragons. And then, um, yeah, and then you might have heard my voice at the end of other several great podcasts on the Ginkly Inc. Network. I'm Matthew Morris. I'm from the presence, and I uh, am in a galaxy that is quite near and dear to all of our hearts. <laughs> and I can be found on Geekly Inc. Random Encounters. My name is Kim Stonick, and I'm on a real dumb anime podcast called Transformation Sequence. You can also find my art at kimstonickart.com. Please give me a commission. I will draw you a man. A, sing- <laughs> a singular man. <laughs> draw me <I'll-> a boobs. <laughs> my, 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 my name... <laughs> 
My Jesus. name is Ben Stonick, and I'm on the same uh, dumb anime podcast uh, with my <laughs> wife. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> oh, shit. Same last name. Uh, uh, it's, yeah, transformation sequence. Hey, everybody. My name is Josh. <laughs> Get out. Probably and I am from the Cthulhu and Friends podcast. If you've listened to this show before, you've heard me on this show before. So listen to Cthulhu and Friends. <laughs> All right. Good job, everyone. And, and listen to the Back to the Future episodes. Yeah. Two and three. Yeah, one I don't know about. But not one. I listen to it. You've never seen it. Never seen it. <laughs> yeah, normally there's a lot of, of, of like history and things like that that we go through when we're talking about uh, movies. But we're talking usually about old movies. And so history on this movie is like, hey, well, we should make a new Star Wars movie. It's going to make a lot of money. Back in 015... <laughs> Back in the last week of 015, this movie came out the first time. Instead, um, let's uh, let's have each of you talk about what Star Wars means to you and your like uh, first experiences with Star Wars. Can I go first? Yeah, yeah. Disappointing. You, you know. Mine's incredibly disappointing. I hope yours starts last week. <laughs> <laughs> but spoilers. <laughs> but uh, I saw, I remember I was at a sleepover when I was like seven or so, and someone put the original trilogy on, and it freaked me the fuck out. I hated it. I didn't like aliens. I didn't like space. And so I stayed away from Star Wars up until when Ben and I started dating, and he was like, oh, no, no, no. I saw the, the, the prequel one, like when it was out in theaters, and because I was dumb and little, I was just like, yeah, pod racing, cool, I'm into it, but I didn't see any of the other prequels. But then when Ben and I started dating, he was just like, okay, you've never really watched Star Wars. Let's do a fun experiment. We're going to watch it from the prequels to the original trilogy. And Ben got so mad because I wouldn't stop laughing at midichlorian baby Jesus. <laughs> that is the, really the only Star Wars I have seen all the way through is the fucking prequel. And uh, oh, I was talking no. to Ben, like, literally the only Star Wars thing I enjoyed until, spoiler alert, this most recent movie, which I really enjoyed, was a Star Wars, like, live, or, like tabletop game called Campaign. Because I was just like, okay, huh? it's fun, goofy shit in space. Like, I can get behind this, but, like, all the rest of just like the flippy magoos and like the dude that looks like the guy from from fucking uh. Spider-Man, Ewan McGregor. I just wasn't into it. I just wasn't into it. <laughs> Can I still love you? <laughs> I know. It is the, the greatest def, uh, greatest deficiency in my personality. I didn't like Star Wars until now. <laughs> the greatest strain on our marriage, to yeah. say that. <laughs> you gotta have your priorities. <laughs> you're, you're a strong man, Ben. You're a strong man. I, 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 you know. Thank you for I, coming I, on our Star Wars confessional. You're right. <laughs> Ew. Coming on what? Oh, uh, so Ben, you do you want to tell us your experiences and uh, or uh, problems, C- coping mechanisms? <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Yeah, since yeah, we'll do, we'll do a uh, stony uh, double trouble take. So. <laughs> Mine uh, was when I was a little kid. I don't even remember the first time I ever saw Star Wars. It was just always with me. Uh, as a kid, my parents had uh, a VHS tape that just had A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back back to back on it. So that was great for them because that was like four hours where they didn't have to do anything. <laughs> and just pop that sucker in and I just watch it all the way through. And so, for a funny thing is, a, for a really long time, I had no idea there was a third movie. I had no idea Return of the Jedi was around. So, like, I was just like, man, Star Wars ends on a real dark note. <laughs> <laughs> 
So like later on, when I was like, wait, Return of the Jedi. I don't think I've seen this. And I watched it. I was like, oh, oh, okay, wow. And I still liked it a lot. But I mean, yeah, I, I, growing up, all I ever watched was the first uh, first two movies. And then, yeah, the prequels came out. And I mean, they, they, they exist. They exist. They happen. <laughs> I mean, that was some pretty cool test footage George Lucas put out. <laughs> uh but yeah, I mean that was that was my experience growing up. But then ever since then, I mean it's always kind of been in and out. It's never been like my jam. Never been what I've really focused on. But uh, I mean I've always liked it, so it's always been a good time for me. How about uh... yeah? Hey, how's it going? You've seen this movie uh, before, Star Wars? Yeah, the Star yeah. Wars. <laughs> so my I, I have two older brothers, and they are much older than me. And the middle, the middle of us, uh, he's in his forties and. He saw all three of the Star Wars and the theater when they first came out, and I hear all about it all the time growing up. And uh, la di da, yeah. So you know, it was just kind of always pounded at me that oh, that sounds bad. <laughs> That's bad, y'all. Uh, you know, it was hey, just kid, kind of always we're still talking uh, about your brothers. <laughs> and this is where I sign off. <laughs> uh, after, my, after my big brother goes to jail no it was always just kind of beaten into my head that star wars is the best thing ever it's it's funny it's cool it's actiony or whatever and then i found a, a vhs tape at my grandparents that was episodes five and six you know empire strikes back and return of the jedi back to back on vhs much like mr mr stonick there so i saw yeah i started out with empire strikes back and, and jedi and i would just watch those over and over and over and then when I finally saw A New Hope, I was like, eh, eh, eh. I, I just, like, when you start with Empire and then go back to A New Hope, it just kind of, to me, it just didn't hold up as well. And then when they uh, they did the re-release in the theaters when I was in junior high, I think, I saw uh, Empire in the theater, which was pretty rad, because, you know, people our age don't see the uh, original saga in the theater, unless you were with me in that theater. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I I was a I was like a junior in high school or senior in high school when episode 1 came out. I liked it, you guys. I'm sorry. Maybe I mean, there's maybe there's something like, wrong with me. You just enjoy the nativity story of force Jesus. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, he was he was really into talking about trade treaties. <laughs> know, right? The little star of tattooing. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, I think I just really liked Qui Gon Jinn. I thought he was badass and uh, Darth Maul. Darth, yeah, Darth Maul. Come on, man. That's what I liked. He was, was a double lightsaber. I, I thought yeah. he was all about the subprime mortgages or something like that. You know, right. <laughs> <laughs> he was the tax man come to the door. Uh, I missed uh, I missed episode whatever episode two in the theater. And then I saw it on DVD later, and it was just butt shit garbage. I hated episode <laughs> two. So bad, <laughs> so bad. I love you. Don't call me Annie, idiot. <laughs> Wait, they call him Annie? Oh um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. George calls him Annie all the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And uh, I enjoyed uh, Attack of the 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 Clowns. That was the second that one. That was the second one you hated so much. Oh, no, not Attack yeah. of the Clones. Uh, Revenge what's that of the fucking Smith. third Revenge one? Of the Revenge of the third yeah. movie. Revenge of the Nerds, whatever. Revenge of the Smith. Yes, I love Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, I oh, love the Smiths. We, can we change Stay topics? on the same movie. <laughs> Stay on the Stay same. Stay on target. Stay on target. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that, I just basically said nothing. I like Star Wars. It's cool. <laughs> I, saw, I saw the movie. I only saw it once because I have four kids. So, yeah. Oh, now you're getting ahead of us. 
Uh, Nika, what about you? Um, so I don't, I am kind of like Ben. I don't ever remember a time where I specifically watched Star Wars. It was just always in my life and always something that I loved. And then 12 year old Nika thought that it was going to be super cool to have a Star Wars birthday party. So (laughs) all of my friends came over and they all gave me Han Solo action figures because they knew how much of a weird creepy crush I had on him. Um, oh, my family... Bad news. <laughs> Wait, they did show. not. They did not. But my family, like, they also um, propagated this. Like, my grandpa made me the shadow box that still hangs into my day... Or still hangs in my room. And it's like a, like, th- maybe like three foot by two and a half, three foot box that holds all of my Star Wars action figures oh, and like my dope. little order yeah. models, models and everything. I don't know. I've just always loved Star Wars. I feel like Star Wars is my jam. And yeah, I've always wanted to use a lightsaber and be able to have the force. Hell so yeah. I like to watch the movies a lot and then I like to to play the D&Ds of Star Wars, so Mm. that's the closest I can get to it. Roll (laughs) Midichlorians. Sad but true. (laughs) Yeah. And then I watched the new one, and I loved it so much, and I cried a lot. Um, (laughs) Okay, well, we're going to get into that Mm -hmm. for sure. (laughs) So my first experience with Star Wars, I was either four or five visiting a family friend, and um, he threw in Empire Strikes Back. And I remember specifically it being Empire because of, you know, the, the scene, uh, the Battle of Hoth. And just, I was just completely enthralled with it. And um, I don't think I saw the full trilogy till maybe a couple of years later. I actually got a box set of the VHS versions of the movies, which I uh, very quickly wore out. And I collected, <laughs> I, I collected, like, all the Kenner action figures. Like, all I ever wanted was a, a Slave One and a Millennium Falcon. Slave uh, Leia. Uh, I had two of those. I wore the first one out. Um, In case one gets worn out. <laughs> I like it. Um, I, def- I definitely saw the re-release or the special editions in theaters. I saw all of the prequels. Uh, wasn't super thrilled with them. I don't I don't own any of them. I, I bought the original trilogy on, on DVDs and... Uh, I was super excited to go see uh, Force Awakens, and uh, so we'll, yeah. Hell yeah! That brings us to the present. Yay! All right, Pete. Like many of you, Star Wars was always a part of my life. Can't remember how it started, but I do remember watching lots of Empire and Jedi as a kid. I think I just like I was like I know the plot of A New Hope. It's got seventies pacing and is boring, but uh, <laughs> yes, as a kid you were thinking that I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, really critically so breaking it down. He was very critical as a child. Right. <laughs> I was, and I, I continue to be. Uh, no, I was. I would say that Star Wars was a total obsession for me. I had all the action figures I own still, and have read over thirty of the expanded universe novels. Holy uh, shit! Yeah, I actually went Jake. downstairs and counted them tonight. So that I would have that's no longer yeah, canon. Get out. I know, I know. Yeah, they're all just legends. No. So you might as well just fucking. <laughs> Thank so, you, Michael Eisner. You can't take like twenty years of 
shit that people have written and just be like, mm, it doesn't count. Fuck I know. You. Yeah, yeah, but that shit was loosely You can totally do it, apparently. Well, Disney can do what they want. They got the It was pretty loosely tied together anyway, though. It's not like all those fucking artists got together and were like, okay, you said this. No, it's not it, like they had a fucking Star Wars Bible that they were going off of. It was like organized fanfic. George Lucas approved every word in every one of those books. With a paycheck. Don't say that. that. Uh, I didn't like it at all. Uh, well, anyway, that that point being yeah. put aside, I, I can swallow that for now. But uh, I went yeah, to see all of the... Yeah, I... I, I <coughs> opened myself up for that one and no one jokes about that word i just said um <laughs> i saw all of the special editions in the theaters i saw episodes one two and three on opening night in the theaters i tried to tell myself that i liked the phantom menace for a little while but i hated two and three and i actually never saw them again until very recently um and then I actually managed to get out of the house and go to see The Force Awakens in the theater, and it it was a magical experience, if only because I was not at home with a screaming toddler and that I was at a Star Wars movie for the first time in ten years. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Mike, last but not least, certainly. My first experience with Star Wars was actually my uh, grandparents. This was uh, when they were... Uh, watching us a lot when we were kids they bought the vhs copies of the uh trilogy from the 80s that i remember watching so much and i think they're they're worn out but uh yeah then after like slave leia just like slave leia (laughs) sorry (laughs) let's bring it back around yeah my next biggest thing i think that stuck with me more than watching the movies as a kid was like uh, i used to play the west end games d6 based uh, Star Wars role-playing game in uh, yeah in, in in high school and Boy Scout camp we'd basically like you know sit in the in the cabins in between doing the little merit badge thing and like talk about space nerd shit <laughs> did, so, did you get your space nerd badge? <laughs> yes. I could see you whittling your birch bark and talking about utterly nerdy shit hey I made these <laughs> dice this morning sorry that'd actually be pretty dope <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, I spent a lot of time on that. I actually have those source books still, and I know they were used a lot in actually the uh, expanded universe for reference because they had all sorts of like technical stuff about like the Millennium Falcon and different things like that. Crazy stuff. But a lot uh, of that stuff carried over into uh, Knights of the Old Republic, also. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah, the, like if you the can find blades it, and shit like that. Yeah, if you can find that stuff, that West End Games stuff in like an old bookstore, it's really good read if you're into the Star Wars universe, even though it doesn't really play the best of the different Star Wars role-playing games. But anyway, um, like the rest of you, I did go see the prequels on opening days when they came out. I remember thinking I liked Phantom Menace 2 when it came out because I was just like, Star Wars! You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, when it, when it came out, everybody wanted to like it. Oh, yeah, yeah that's the thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it didn't hurt that the soundtrack was good. You know, Duel of the Fates oh, yeah. is, is still an oh. awesome track. John Williams did mm-hmm. nothing wrong in this movie. It was, he did, yeah. It was just he was the only else. thing right about that movie. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he was an innocent in the line of fire. He was the blameless scapegoat that we sent out to the wilderness to take on the sins of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's it, pretty much. But mm. in nice. a nutshell, the next thing I want to ask: How many times have each of you seen The Force Awakens before we get into the spoiler section? Well, shit, I already said that. 
Six. Fuck. I'll go first. One. Fuck you. Go ahead. Sound off. I've only seen it once, but I want to see it again because my hoe heart can't handle enough of that Kylo Ren. <laughs> yeah, man, you got that hoe heart. <laughs> I have seen it twice. I have seen it three times. Wow. <laughs> I know, because I'm a, I'm a monster. <laughs> I am. My I'm first impressed. two times were back to back. Oh, shit. Damn. That's great. That's what she said. Hey, uh, I, I, don't I, I wish. I, I saw it twice. I saw it once with my dad and once by myself, both times in, uh, I'll say, the 2D format. Okay. Yes, all times yeah. 2D for me. Yeah. yeah. I got these glasses. It makes it hard to do 3D. Exactly. I won't be I distracted by you. that shit. Yeah, no. Well, while I have seen the original trilogy over 100 times, I only got to see this one once. Yeah. I have seen it twice and will be seeing it a third time for a work function on nice. Tuesday. Dope. Oh, yes, they're paying right? for oh, yeah. it. That's how important Star Wars is, people. People are watching it at work. <laughs> IT departments I are really, going. <laughs> I wish, like, I'm kind of peeved that our work didn't do it because they do a lot of fun stuff like that. And I'm like, come on, dudes. Like, send me for free to go see Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> come on. This is a great American pastime. Come on. You yeah. want to be un-American? Great. Was you a commie? This is the beginning of the spoiler section of the show. So if you haven't seen The Force Awakens and don't want to be spoiled, because we really recommend going in unspoiled. You shouldn't have even listened to what you already have. Exactly. Shut the fuck but off. This guys, is your final warning. Guys, Turn it off. Snape, Snape kills Dumbledore. <laughs> oh, God damn it, son of a bitch. <laughs> Jar Jar rules the galaxy with an iron fist. God and an iron That was how it was supposed to be. That was the first draft. All right, so uh, if, you, if you're still, you know, if you want to see it again before you listen to us, go for it. All right, we're back. I hope I hope anybody who hasn't seen it knows better than to click on anything that says The Force Awakens. Right? For like the uh, last yeah, absolutely. Four weeks. Come on. Okay, you so... You have no survival instincts if you don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, guys, you you know why Luke wasn't in any of the advertisements going into this? But why? Because he's, he's, he's only in it for like 20 seconds. <laughs> At the very end. And he uh, didn't say anything. Can oh, I tell is you? so good, though. <laughs> so, we went to go see that the second time with um, my husband's family, and... I sat next to his dad, and my father-in-law squealed like a child when Nick <laughs> came on, and he was so happy. <laughs> yes. And he did like this little like, ah, Luke, and like clap. It was adorable. Is Mark Hamill's nose that fucked up in real life? Maybe. I think so, yeah. He man. actually got into a motorcycle the, uh, accident after, after uh, that car crash he got yeah, in. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. I'd smooch it. It was a speeder. He's got the ducats to get them shits fixed, man. He doesn't need to be looking like a goddamn boxer from the 70s. I mean, if if he fixed it, though, he wouldn't be able to do the Joker voice anymore. Uh, Yeah, probably fix his face. That's a good point. Which is funny that a guy that has been essentially making his main living off his voice had no lines in this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Just some really intense staring, which I felt like I get the the emotion that they want to provoke from you in those last scenes, but I yes. felt like that was just really awkward for Ray to be standing there with her arm out with the lightsaber being like, motherfucker, take this shit. Like, I brought you this. Well, I'm right? tired. I brought you this. Right. Trust me, when everybody saw that in the theaters, everybody came. So, <laughs> not a dry seat in the house. <laughs> not a dry eye or seat. That's, yeah, I was about to say that. Yep, yep, yep. 
So yeah, let's just, we're breaking into the spoilers. Let's just keep going. Well, this is our show now. Should we go chronologically or can we just dive in anywhere? Because I will talk about Kylo Ren till I'm dead. The I, way we do it is you can dive in anywhere, but usually I have people do like an elevator pitch. So does one of you want to do an elevator pitch of this? Who's Who's got the enthusiasm and the balls to take on the challenge? That could be ladies well, too. Well, one, that's very presumptuous, but I, I can do it. I vote. Right. <laughs> hey, it's two, ladies two. can have balls too. Figuratively. All right, guys, I got this great idea for a movie. It's Star Wars A New Hope. But. <laughs> but the Death Star oh, is bigger. <laughs> it's five times bigger. And I it can love blow it. Five planets. I like the part oh. with the space Nazis. <laughs> oh, and the bad guy? They, let's make him super attractive. <laughs> oh, oh, the kids will just eat that up. You guys thought he was attractive? He had Dude, them teeth. I'm telling you, oh, my dad still calls matter. him Big Nose. <laughs> what do you call him, Big Nose? Big Nose. <laughs> I was, I, I had to clutch my pearls when he took off his helmet. Yeah, I'm sure you had to take off the pearl necklace. <laughs> were, I was really kind of tentative. I was hesitant on liking him for Kylo Ren because I've watched Girls and he plays such a goofy yeah. actor in that. But then I saw him, and I was like, okay, no, he's really pulling this off. And then he took the helmet off, and I was like, damn, son, like, yeah, <laughs> let me get at you. <laughs> I just, I thought he looked like, like, he just got done with his bar mitzvah and put on, like, a Star Wars costume. <laughs> he might have, but that might be my thing. It was his <laughs> disco <disconnect. So> <laughs> to me. This is just his audition I mean, for Spaceballs 2, the search for more money. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Saturday Night Fever in space. <laughs> so, so... Like, the one thing that really impressed me with this movie that you cannot really say about uh, A New Hope is that the acting was so good. So oh, good. Yes. Oh, yes. Every yes. character it was just... It was so great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There were... Guys, guys, if you didn't know this, it would be like two hours of all of us just like having like a fan orgy over this. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, and Finn, and when you, Finn was sweaty. Mm. I do have to say... Take off I feel that like armor. The, I feel like the new actors kind of out acted the original guy no doubt i i don't know Her, harrison ford really dialed into han solo on this i want to say yes because han's always been my favorite character but at the same time in this like he he was still my favorite and i still loved every moment of it but i was just thinking, especially was when like, he died Actually, no, what I, what I, what I would say is like, I totally agree. Like he was, he was the, like the acting was great. His writing was not the best. Right. But uh, I do think he acted. I did not believe Carrie Fisher as Leia and not just because she's older. I just don't think that she kind don't of say, had don't say that. that to her she Twitter feed. Oh, no, I know, Le I've read all about that. Like, I don't have a problem with her getting older. Like, that's fucking fine. Carrie, We're all yeah. going to get old. Fucking time, Fisher it happens. acted like Carrie Fisher as opposed to acting like Leia. Like, you know, Leia, we've seen exactly. Carrie yeah. Fisher yeah. 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 on talk shows and stuff like that. She she did not have the sass that, that, that she had, used to have. Yeah, there was just that, like, that spunk, that, like, light that she had was gone. And it was kind of, it seemed to me almost as though... They said, hey, Carrie, do you want some time in this new Star Wars? She's like, eh, look, sure, why the fuck not? I can, but, I, like, I can use the money, why not? Do you like money? My yes. question is, it, I, I am torn about this, because is it a is it her acting choice that this was like this, or is she supposed to be just like, 
oh my god, shit is getting so bad. Like, the Princess Leia that we knew is gone. That's what I was going to say. Right. I, I wanted more back and forth with her and Han? Harrison Ford. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah and it was, it was a lot more, I it mean, was heavier on his part than her part. Yes. And I think, again, I think that also attributes to the writing. I think Harrison Ford kind of felt a little tired in this movie, didn't you think? He kind of he yeah. kind of seemed like mm-hmm. he wasn't all that into like it, his life okay. anymore, as it were. I felt like Carrie Fisher, like, her presence in the film itself seemed a little fan y and unnecessary to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. it, the character itself, of course, she belongs there, but just the way that it was kind of presented and the way she acted it, it was just like... God, nerds, fucking here's fucking Leia. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, nerds. Right. God. It, it it felt a lot like trying maybe a little too hard to bridge the original series too much to the new trilogy. Yeah. Here's here's my piece. Here's my piece that I'm saying here as a is an admittedly not Preach a big it. Star Wars fan. Maybe them being sort of sort of beaten down and not as vibrant and not as lively and not as funky as they were in the originals is kind of the point because it's showing that they've been fighting this battle for years and years and years and years. Right. And these big grand heroes of legend are regular people in the end. And so after having to deal with this over and over and over again, of course, just like Han can't live his lifestyle of like flying around and like getting into adventures, at the very end of it, you're going to have a very sad and worn down old man. And especially the stuff that happens with this kid, I understand why they're not as like big and bold and bombacious hmm. as they were in the first ones. And also right. that sort of leaves a void for our new heroes to come and fill That's that true. gap to be like, we're yeah. the new cool, like spunky ones. We're your new generation's well, grand trio. <laughs> well, there was definitely a passing of the torch moment between Han Solo and the Ray character as yep. she became oh, yeah. the, the pilot oh, yeah. of the Millennium Falcon, basically at yeah. that point. I mean, he, he, he did everything except for pass her an actual torch. <laughs> right. Seriously. <laughs> but he did, he gave her that little gun. That was the passing of the Here, torch. Take the, yeah. Because take, everyone take needs Wookie. a good blaster at their yeah. side. So, so, so take my Wookiee, please. And another thing that, oh, and another thing that the, uh, that the um, original trilogy actors, well, I guess it would, at this point it's just, in this movie it's just Han and Leia, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher, that they had a slight disadvantage because we already, all of us had a, especially us in this podcast, except for Kim, had a, had a preconceived notion of these characters. So yes. we expected them to age and act in a certain way, especially those of us that really got into the expanded universe. Um, because I didn't. I just watched the movies and whatever, you know, just play with the toys. But um, sure. the new characters, that's probably why they had... I wouldn't say the old characters were at a disadvantage because, you know, they're old hat actors. They, you know, they can do... They can hold their own. The new characters had that advantage of, like, there is no precedent set for us. We can do anything. And whether you guys like it or not, there's that's fine. That's up to you. But there's nothing before us. Yeah. Well, so that that's another good thing about that. Can we talk a little bit about about the history, sort of where everybody's mindset is as far as the the actual characters in the film? I mean, it's been 30, 40 years. Thirty since, years since ROTJ. Yeah. 30 yeah. Years. Since Return of the Jedi, and you you kind of get this feeling going throughout the movie that you have these almost legend these actual legendary people you know we don't know if they're real or not they're just rumors or you know stories that people tell like the force is a real thing what 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> It's or just, you know, like, oh, the, you're the Han, the Han Solo, mm-hmm. that fa- the famous general. You're real. I thought you were. I thought you were a myth or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, well, I didn't but, think you were real. <laughs> Shit's I mean, on is Han Solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of I a feel like deal. it goes. This is kind of where having more of a knowledge of the EU comes into effect. And even if it's not canonical anymore, it still plays a part because during that Absolutely. thirty years, you don't have the Jedi and the Sith like you did like during the. Um, original three movies right right, during all of that and so like this is literally whenever like the new Jedi Order starts and you're going to start to see that resurgence come back up but up until this point like Rey and Finn and well not Kylo so much because he has been training with the Knights of Ren but Rey and Finn at least have been living their lives just hearing these stories and that's kind of like I'm trying to think of like it's like us hearing about Teddy Roosevelt or something like that you know we hear yes exactly great stories but there was something i i saw on on internet where it was like the if you look at the prequel trilogy the idea of the force and everything is it's science if you Mm -hmm. look at four five six it's legend and if you look or magic yeah and then if you look at what's what is at least this film it's myth right yeah you know there's like people know about it but they don't necessarily give it a lot of gravity or yeah. a lot of right. like, meaning. Ben had a really good point when we came out of the movie, uh, talking about last generation Star Wars as opposed to this is our generation. Oh, yeah, like how um, I feel like with this one, like you're talking about how I connected with it a lot more. Is that what you're talking about, Kim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. The, um, with this one, with the old ones, I always felt like, as particularly with the characters, um, but with like the whole thing, it all just felt like those are my dad's friends. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then with this one, I was like, Ray... Finn, Poe, and even Kylo Ren, these are my friends. These are, these my, are people my, these I can people. relate to. These are, these guys are coming from a place that I can understand, whereas before, you know, it's like, but I want to go to Tashi Station because of power converters. Like, that's something my dad would bitch about. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I used to, like, shoot a Womp Rats with my T-something. Uh, T-16. The uh, <laughs> they're, no, they're no bigger than three meters. I always related to Lando and his uh, little maneuver at the Battle of Tanab. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it'll well. Kessel running eight parsecs or whatever. Whoa, whoa, twelve parsecs. Twelve parsecs. God, God, damn it. rounding I down do. for space. So, solar uh, space, space but, the, math. but a parsec is a measure of distance, not a measure it is. of time. Oh, indeed. Jeez, internet nerd, get off. <laughs> you know, you know what I think the big divide between the old and the new movies were, uh, at least this movie and what has come before, is just everything seems like it was left so intentionally vague. You know, it's like the there's a new planet. It's not Tatooine. I didn't bother to men- remember what the heck the name Jakku? was. Jakku. 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 But it, but it's Sand it's land. just not Tatooine, right? You have to keep reminding yourself you're not going to see a Jawa because it's not Tatooine. But it's the they, all it's the other all desert planet in the galaxy. Right, right. <laughs> yes. The other one. There's two. They destroy an unnamed planet that is the lead of the rebellion. Everybody has that's, very that's that's Coruscant, isn't that it? That was Coruscant. Yeah. I, but Nuh-uh. they never they never came yeah, out and said it in the movie. Yeah, they, no, they, 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 they like they're destroying the Senate. And yeah. the Senate is based on Coruscant. It was Coruscant. No, no, Coruscant was abandoned and that was a totally new planet, according to the visual the new visual dictionary yeah, that just that's came out. Yeah, that's what I heard. <laughs> uh, I know, what the fuck? All I work at a bookstore. Fuck me, right? Are you kidding me? <laughs> Everything seems 
very vague, like it's just happening. They don't do a bunch of name dropping and crap like that. I just watched episode one last night, and they are just lore dropping all over the place. Every sentence is saturated with references and names of things and that kind of thing. Yeah, because it doesn't talk like people actually talk. Yeah, right. He's like (laughs) just spewing dictionary entries out all over the place, and that's the kind of stuff that would have gotten a fanboy's mojo working back in the day. Or girl. And now... Band person. It, it's just it kind of feels like Mad Max Fury Road in that you kind of are just in the action. You don't exactly know what's going on, but it yeah. we talk yeah. about Mad Max Fury much. Road too. That's also a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> stop so, Matt. Stop. Um, quick point. It was in the um, let me see. It was the Hosnian system, not Coruscant that was blown up. Hey, that's okay. Because the so new, what happened to Coruscant? Um, see, there's all this stuff Coruscant, that happened. Now it's the ghetto. Yeah. Coruscant is still <laughs> there, um, but I guess they moved to the new Senate projects. to um, <laughs> Chandrilla. Okay. If I'm saying that correctly or I so. I know this name. Yep. Yes. So Coruscant's still good. I kind of appreciate that they didn't include all that lore in there because it really would have isolated yeah. people like me who, uh, not to be mean and don't hate me for this, but really don't give a shit about the other Star Wars. <laughs> I think it just depends like how much you want to get into it. It's just like any other <laughs> fandom or whatever. You have some yeah. people who right. are like, yeah, I really like the movies, but then you have some people like, oh my God, I need everything. I'd have to know mm-hmm. all well, about this system in this world. I think mm-hmm. the vagueness was used to good effect. I mean, certainly excellent uh movie but you kind of came away saying i don't really know the overall what's going on well it, i think it's part right. of disney's marketing strategy to be honest with you and and they know the behavior of uh, people that really get into something because like i admit after i saw the movie the first time i'm like quick to the internet i must yes. learn yes. more <laughs> yeah and then i just yeah, like absolutely. started looking stuff up and like oh my god this star wars aftermath book exists and if I would have asked Ben, he'd be like, yeah, I have at the bookstore. Uh, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and I think they were also really smart in the way they did it by not making it so heavy on the lore and everything else. They made it so people yeah. who had never watched Star Wars before could come in because everyone's heard of Han Solo and Princess Leia yeah. and yeah. Luke Skywalker. Exactly. Right. But people could come in not knowing anything about it and still really enjoy a solid movie. Exactly, you know, exactly, Nika. One exactly. thing that I appreciated a lot, like comparing this movie to the prequels, everything in the prequels was this big, drawn out, fucking spectacular thing where honestly, nothing really happened besides the thing starting and the like the thing at the very end like at the the pod race it was this huge fucking scene and there was a lot of shit going on but nothing happened anakin he raced and he won yay Mm. let's fucking move on you know every every lightsaber battle was 25 fucking hours long people flipping around and uh, yes it was at the time i was like oh this is fucking dope it's amazing but it's you know watching this one i really appreciated how uh, how the fights were they were short yeah. they were to the point mm-hmm. they were visceral and and scary i mean yeah. like at any yeah. point you're like finn is going to fucking die and yeah i also, <laughs> yeah. I also they, appreciate they also the that they uh they answered one of my long-standing questions what happens if you take a lightsaber and you beat something to shit with it like uh when <laughs> uh <laughs> when threw his fucking hissy fit and chopped up that chair like i always wanted to see something like that happen right? <laughs> and it finally happened like and that is dope. what the fans really want i appreciate it wasn't like fucking crouching tiger hidden dragon flipping around in the trees like it was a real ass sword fight and yes. like right. you can tell with ray the way that she was using the lightsaber she's used to using like basically a big pole to attack people and that's the way that she was using her mm-hmm. lightsaber and it's just like it, it makes a lot of sense like this had some real 
and really good fight choreography. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her, her style reminded me of uh, a little bit of Luke because he did a lot of the poking oh. thing. Like, I'm going to poke yeah. you with this He's fucking always thing. going I'm for the kill, kill stuff. I'm going <laughs> to poke you, buddy. You know, <laughs> she did that a lot too. The thing that I liked about and I do this kind of with all like Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit or something. I always think about it in D and D terms, and yes! so I really liked yeah. um, the Star Wars because if you played Star Wars Saga, it's a super solid system for the RPG of Star Wars. And there was a lot of things like the scene um, whenever they're on Jakku and Kylo Ren comes out and he stops that force the blaster bolt oh, from that God, yeah. towards God, yes. Like, mm-hmm. that's something you can do in the game. And so it was so Ooh. cool to, like, be able to see all of that stuff and play. And it's, like, stuff, like, it's realistic that that's what they would be able to do. But then it's also, like, really cool to be able to, I guess, quote, unquote, relate to what they're doing. Because yeah. you're like, oh, yeah, I've seen this done with this character or whatever. You know, it's the same with, like, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and shit. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, absolutely. And shit. I just thought that it was cool because they're, like you said, Josh, they're, the battles weren't unnecessary and they weren't super long and they weren't really drawn out, but like everything was like very, as realistic as you could be, I think, without being yeah. too oh, yeah. overwhelming. When, when Ben raked his fucking lightsaber up Finn's back, I was like, oh, oh God. Yeah. yeah. I, I have one question. And when when going into a movie or a video game that I'm really looking forward to, I deprive myself of that thing. Like, don't make fun. I'm a big Halo guy. You know, I, I like Halo a lot. Nobody's yeah. gonna make fun uh, and whenever there's a new one coming out, I don't watch any of the trailers. I oh, don't yeah. read any of the, you know. So literally coming into episode seven, I had only seen the first trailer. That ah. is uh. it. So I came into it just with wide eyes, like, just feed me this shit. And, you know, <laughs> that's, uh, I, I wondered if you guys kind of did that the same way, or did you try to get as much as you could before sitting down? I, I'm with you, Josh. Actually, I wanted as little exposure as possible. And actually, I was a little upset when people came out of the theater, because I did not see it on opening night, came out of the theater saying that they loved it. They're like, oh, we love it, we love it. It's like, you are messing up my expectations because my only expectation for the movie <laughs> what was if I hate it, it has to be better than the prequel trilogy, which I know is a really low goal post, but I was like, <laughs> this is my measure for success. And then people are like, we love it. We think it's the best Star Wars movie. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> now, now there's that to contend with. Yeah. I feel like it was respectful. I definitely saw, I think, all of the, the, the longer trailers. Not like, I didn't see any of the TV segments, but... You know, if you had seen the second trailer, it's actually got audio of Mark Hamill talking. Oh, and yeah, so I went I, I actually that later, yeah. I went into the movie expecting to hear dialogue that involved <laughs> Any dialogue you know, Luke saying things. Mm-hmm. But it of course clearly has no lines in the movie, so <laughs> I'm not gonna say I was disappointed or anything. I was like, Oh well that was different. That'll be in and the special knew, edition. Yeah. <laughs> the Lucas yeah, cut exactly. or, or, or one of the oh, future God. films but exactly. and, you know it also had Kylo Ren with the helmet on in the snow in the snow at the end and that was in the vision it was it was yeah it was in Ray's vision but it didn't happen in the I same wish that I could way. slow down fucking time whenever that vision was up because I just oh. wanted to soak it all in as soon as that all... DVD comes out mm. oh man <laughs> yeah. watch yeah. that hoe in mm, slow frame mo. By frame. <laughs> I only saw the trailer that came out last Thanksgiving, and that's because, Ben, you set me down and just like, you have to fucking watch this for the good of our marriage. (laughs) 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 And then I just saw the memes of Kylo Ren's lightsaber of people, like, taking it and altering it to look like a chainsaw. (laughs) Yes. 
that yeah, got, that got it, it, this is one of those things where people if they're like really hard hardcore fans you know they'll <laughs> they'll nitpick things so much and like the flack that came out for that lightsaber the the i, oh, I kind of yeah. don't get sword it. guard lightsaber whatever you want to no, call it it. it was way too much it's like why can't you just let things happen well, and here's the thing is, I don't think that people who gave it so much flack were people who actually know about EU, because there's a lot of other Sith or Jedi characters who use non-traditional lightsabers. So I think it was a whole bunch of people who came in and they're like, oh, well, that's stupid design. Like, why would you? It's like probably a whole bunch of engineers who got their panties in a bunch. You do not like them. They're non-traditional lightsabers. Right. Like, exactly. why ain't that their lightsaber straight? Like, <laughs> so also, like uh, Knights of the Old Republic had a lot of that same stuff mm-hmm. with, the, you know, the short lightsabers and, right. and all that yeah. shit. Yep. Now, I thought it was really cool at the end when uh, Finn and well, I would, it, you know, Finn or Rey is fighting against Kylo Ren. You actually see the differences when the sword with the lightsabers are are actually colliding. You see like yeah. almost the elegance and sort of that traditional feel of the of Luke's lightsaber and mm-hmm. almost how chaotic Luke's was and, Zen. Well, yeah. Yeah. and Pete, Ky- I, you might know more about this. Kylo's lightsaber is supposed to be more archaic. It's not yes. supposed to be as refined as Luke's mm. lightsaber, and so that's yeah. why it has kind of that like, like yeah. kind of sputtering yeah, out. Right, and every Jedi, of course, constructs their own lightsaber. Yeah, that's why I, I kind of say it's like chaotic. Right, it's, it, it feels like it, it feels more. Raw it's like a reflection of his, of him. Raw. It's it's yeah, very it's, it's torn up right. and and, yeah. and jagged, just well, like Kylo is. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. like I was saying, every Jedi creates their own lightsaber to suit their personality. And huh, maybe Luke's first clue that something was off with this guy was when he created a red jagged blade lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, you, I, I, you're free to be you, Kylo. Hey, you do I really you do hope you be more of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess the, the I guess the technical reason that it has the the two ones that come out the side is because it, the way that the crystal is done imperfectly, uh, which is why it has the jaggeds, uh, is also so that uh, the heat is vented because it's not as good yeah. or something it's like that. Yeah, I'd buy sides. that. Eh, I don't nope. even. I don't need a fucking super science. It's fucking Star Wars. I don't right. need <laughs> that shit. I'm happy with it being rad and dope. Do you know the real reason it was? The real reason is so that he could get, you know, he could stab Finn with it in the shoulder, you know, and different yeah, things like exactly. that. Exactly. Exactly. The real reason is so he could get mad pussy because that lightsaber dope as hell. Zeth's <laughs> <laughs> lightsaber drops panties. That's what he was saying while he was building it. Is that the first time somebody said pussy on this podcast? Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, just... probably not. I, I'm sure somebody said that. Um, the Say whatever you was want. Pussy at some point. We were all thinking it, Cam. <laughs> I, I thought we were keeping this PG, you guys. No, <laughs> yeah, we are right. definitely rated. Then you should have had me panties. or Kim on the show. <laughs> no, it's all good. We earn our our rating. I do want to say I understand why Disney dispensed with the expanded universe for this particular vision of their film because it doesn't really jive. I mean, at this point in time, well, here's a spoiler on something that doesn't matter anymore. I mean, Chewbacca's already been dead for 10 years. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah, yeah Chewbacca, Chewbacca's dead. Han and child? Leia had, like, the Force-sensitive twins. Yeah, right, they have yeah. a bunch of kids. If you want to talk about that, we can talk about that. Eh. I but. thought that Rey was supposed to be the twin, and then they never said anything about it, and I was like, well, what the fuck is going on here? So, <laughs> You know, people were all like, oh, she must be like Luke's 
daughter or something like that because the lightsaber called out to her uh how about like she's one of a small handful of jedi left in the galaxy and so anybody (laughs) who she's not a jedi she's force sensitive so Mm -hmm. of course it called to her she was just there at the time i don't know i think it's obvious that ray is the uh incestuous offspring of luke and leia (laughs) 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 okay i'm gonna i'm gonna interrupt here because Ben had a really good theory about why she's on Jakku and who she is and I'm gonna Okay, I, I did, yeah, but then yeah. I, then the, I, but we, then the, but then the script came out. It, it <laughs> needs to be talked about. But I yeah. want to hear it, Ben. Yeah, well, my my idea was, and then the the screenplay that came out kind of kind of botched a little bit of it. But I do think she, because okay, a business looking at it business wise from Kathleen Kennedy and Disney's perspective, they have always made it a point that this the Star Wars regular episodes are going to be about the Skywalkers. Always have right. been, always will be. Mm-hmm. And so you, some people were like, well, that well, Kylo runs technically. Like, no, he's a solo. Um, <laughs> he is a solo. He ben is a solo. solo. Ben Solo, god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but so that would be like, okay, well, th- that means Ray is a Skywalker. Like, well, how does that work out? Because Luke probably went all monastic and like a monk and just, no, you know, never, never got frisky. No, I, I was about to say he absolutely got frisky. He okay. didn't start training until way past puberty. Are you kidding me? Yoda, didn't, Yoda did not turn him into a eunuch, so he's fine. Yoda just bit his balls off. He's a Jedi. He's not dead. So good lord. So he was he, banging he, chicks in the back of his sand cruiser or whatever. Yeah. The fuck it was. Oh my Lance god! Peter? Yes. Whatever. Pick up he's some like, power converters. More like pick up some. Pick up some bazingos. I'll be your Tuscan Raider. <laughs> but uh, what the what the screenplay coming out kind of like botched this little bit of it. Like during the the flashback, that's clearly Luke touching R two uh, with his crazy metal right. uh, mm-hmm. desiccated hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was everyone's like, oh, it's, he's mourning the loss of his Jedi. So I was like, well, maybe that's a, the funeral pyre of his wife. Um, oh. See, I thought that, but then the screenplay came out and it specifically says that is him looking at like the burning Jedi temple. Oh, so it's um, not Mara oh. Jade after all. Just she's been written out of the history books. It actually, yeah. it actually says that in the screenplay. It's it so specifically states that in the screenplay. That's so bad. So I've heard <laughs> now they could few, change it, but you know, I've heard a few different things that either Ray is Luke's daughter, mm-hmm. or Ray is Obi Wan's granddaughter. Which oh. here is where hmm. that one comes hmm. into play. So, um, yeah. if you've ever watched, it is on Netflix and it is a great show. Um, <laughs> the Clone Wars Clone is Wars. done by Disney sure. and mm-hmm. is still, and still deemed is canon. canon. Yes. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. so in this, um, Danny and I are actually watching it right now. Uh, Obi Wan is dating Satine, who's a senator, and so it's believed that they had a kid. And if that kid, you know, grew up whatever, had another kid, Ray would be that child's. Grand child, yeah. right? Obi Wan's yeah. grandbaby. That's why she got left on Tatooine. Even though I'm still holding Jacku, out. Jakku, Jakku, Sorry, yeah, Jakku. <laughs> not Tatooine. She was left on not Tatooine. Right. <laughs> not I like I like that thought, Nika, because also like in that flashback sequence, like they did call. Well, first they called in James Arnold Taylor to actually do his Obi Wan voice for that flashback. Right. He's the voice of Obi Wan in the Clone Wars, and then they actually did get Ewan, Ewan to come McGregor. in and do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they also edited out a part of Alec or Alec Guinness's Obi Wan performance sure. from A New Hope. Uh, he he says the word afraid, and they just took out the word yes. Ray from it. Why would they go to that length 
to if do Obi Wan wasn't that. important. Yeah, I mean, I know he's a Force yeah. ghost and he's important to the whole plot of the Skywalker he, lineage. But like, come on. Yeah, I love I mean, it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, and maybe maybe they wanted to do it for like the diehard fans who know like what a big part Obi Wan is. But still, like, mm-hmm. there has to be some reason why it's Obi Wan who's calling out to her and not like some memory that she has, like yeah. deep regressed mm-hmm. memory of like Luke and her mother and everything. Well, like, like, and like, who's to say that like uh, Obi Wan's child doesn't hook up with Luke? <laughs> right. No, no. Yeah, because like here's the thing when okay, so thinking they have a kid and by the time a new hope rolls around, okay, Obi-Wan is an old man, but he's not like rickety. He's probably like <laughs> I, mean, I don't Yeah, he's he's older, but he's, he's he could still swing a saber. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. It still works. You know? <laughs> Yeah, space the light, the light So, like, maybe, I mean, maybe extends. Luke's into older chicks. Like, she's probably, I mean, like, Luke in A New Hope is like, what? He, what is he supposed to be, like, 20? Like, 18 to 20? Maybe, 18, yeah. 18 maybe like, yeah, somewhere yeah, in that range. So, maybe, enough. yeah, maybe Obi-Wan's kid is, like, maybe in, like, 27, 28. Who knows? We don't know. All of anything that we knew before is gone. So, they could say whatever they want. Well, what about Anakin and fucking Padme? I mean, there's Ugh. an age difference there. Yeah, but that's, like, maybe 10 years. I feel like they're trying to downplay the age difference between Padme and Anakin, because, like, she... Because Natalie Portman's significantly older than the kid. Jake Lloyd? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, hey, you remember that boy's name? His name is Jake Lloyd, and he's he's a... piece of shit <laughs> yeah i thought that i thought that was a little creepy well yeah like padme never aged and anakin got older uh speaking of that flashback and her being left on jaku ben you told me a really interesting theory about something about jaku suppresses force powers maybe and maybe that's why once she left it she's been able to start manifesting those do you guys agree hmm. disagree maybe that'd be a good way to hide her if she was somebody's daughter I would be interested to know how it would suppress force Yeah, that's powers. the thing. Yeah. I mean, um, I, go ahead. It might have to sorry, do with was, Max von Sydow's character. I, I mean, if if you're trying to hide her, you know, a desert planet where they clearly don't have these huge sprawling cities is probably not that bad. That's all, where they were hiding. The idea Luke. of a backwater civilization, you know, there there are people there. They have enough to live on, but it's not. How did so, Luke get on Tatooine with his aunt and uncle? Obi-Wan was it just like delivered them it, there? It, yeah, yeah. Okay. it was like so, it was like Yoda told Obi Wan to leave him there or something. Okay, so here's my argument because I was thinking that it went more with why Luke could would be her father, but here's my argument more towards why I think Obi Wan is her grandfather is because he's done this before. He's left a kid on a desert planet and it worked <laughs> out pretty fucking well for like the first twenty he's a, years. Yeah. He's a habitual orphan abander. <laughs> this is a family tradition. So I feel I feel like they would be oh well this is what this is what my father did and I know she'll be safe here. So they left her with someone who they thought she was going to be safe with, and then maybe they died, or they were just like, no, you're too fucking much, and, like, traded her off to... Well, I think whatever happens, it has to do with um, Max von Sydow's character, and I... Because, um, you know, he's that... uh, sorry, who's Max von Sydow? He's the guy in the beginning who has the map Oh, I'm sorry, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, What's his name? His Uh, his character name is, like, Lord Sekatan. I have the whole cast pulled up, so... His character name is not Obi-Wan? Yeah, no, Not no. Obi-Wan. Point is that yeah. he's a Lor Santeca. Okay, Lor Santeca. He's yep. a worshipper of the of the Force, but he's not a Force capable user. No, he's. Uh, I think it's like the Temple of the Force or something. Church of the Jedi, yeah. New Zealand. That's a real. <laughs> yes. <thing. laughs> 
Scientology. But the point is, I think he, you know, he has ties obviously to the rebellion now resistance, and he also has ties mm-hmm. to the Jedi Order. I think the fact that he was on that planet, the same planet as Rey, is significant. There's some yeah. oh for sure probably yeah. he's Obi Wan. And also, I mean, I, I've seen some theories too that the reason that, um, you know, Finn was. Uh, as a stormtrooper, the the way that the New Order does stormtroopers, they're brainwashed all the time, and so the only thing he ever her- learned in his uh, it's the First Order, isn't it? First Order, First, first Order, first order. First. Yeah. that he ever learned in his uh, his brainwashing was do what we say. So then, as soon as he gets on to uh, Jakku, maybe he's force sensitive, maybe he's not, but something caused him to to you know lose that. He's just uh, a good boy. It, it made, he um, made it sound like it happened. Before then, like he's been having, yeah, more like that was the culmination. He said he was on really. his first, his first. That was his uh, first mission event. Yeah, I mean, okay. was, was Jakku the first one, or was he out before? And I he, think he, well, he did sanitation know, when he was first. on uh, Starkiller. He, so yeah, he's he been dealing with shit for God Star knows how long. Killer. He picked up Hux's uh, leavings in the corner for <laughs> God knows how long. Hux is just like a rabbit; they let him roam and poop. <laughs> hey, he knows where all the trash compactors are. So. <laughs> So what I have heard, because I just literally I just read this, I think it was last night, is that Finn's character comes from um, the book, and I can't remember oh. what it is, but it's one of the books that is basically like a very soft outline for the movie. And Finn's character was a stormtrooper who was top of his class, and he had a group of other stormtroopers that he was with that were like very supportive of him. But there was someone who was always like the worst, and it was kind of like the runt of the litter, and that was the person that he looked out for. And so the theory is is that the person who dies that puts the bloody handprint on his head, that's that person. And so mm. then later on, whenever we say uh, see traitor with the. Uh, Wookiee Stunstick. Oh, that dude. Oh. Um, whenever yeah. we see him, Shit, that's actually Vince. one of the other people in Finn's like little pod that mm. he that had grown sense. up that, with. That would that would explain why he recognizes him without the Yeah. Other yeah. Right, right. And he's got that fucking tauntine. I like I he calls fucking, him traitor. Tauntress. No, it's a tauntress. A tauntine is a death agreement. A tauntress. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I screamed when he pulled out that tauntress because just like I've never seen a weapon like that. Oh yeah, in that, Star that Wars. was a badass uh, Jedi fighting weapon. Very much. And so. that's, okay. that's a, the internet yeah, fucking that's an loves that guy. Kind of thing. So this is where like my fun like in my head the D and D like play yes. out works because there's a build that you can do in D&D and the whole point of it is that you use Wookiee stun sticks and it's like that shit that he had and it fucking knocks your ass down so like that dude is like a badass motherfucker because he's not like I got this blaster he's like no I'm just gonna do shit tons of non-lethal non-lethal damage to you and I'm gonna make you like just want to die so that's what I loved I loved him so much oh. He did die, though. I mean, yeah. Well, thanks for ruining the fucking thought. Sorry. You guys, <laughs> you guys who have read more into this him. stuff, yeah. You guys who have uh, read more into this stuff may be able to dispute this, but I was kind of under the impression that Jakku was devastated by like a battle that happened in a, you know outside its atmosphere because you see all the the detritus and the the star destroyer and stuff that got yeah, crashed yeah. there. I, I was under the impression that it it got fucked up because of this this giant battle that happened there. I I was under the hmm. impression that it was always a desert planet. It was just a victim of circumstance and that in its orbit there was a battle that happened where there was yeah, a star destroyer, I think there's an X-wing down there. The ATATs already on mm-hmm. on planet. Mm-hmm. I haven't. So, yeah, is looking rough, you guys. I haven't played it, but the the um, the the final battle of the Empire 
takes place uh, on Jakku or in the orbit of Jakku and on Jakku no um, for Star Wars Battlefront. And oh. so that's canon. Oh. Yeah, that's, yeah. Oh. Oh, shit. So that's yeah, where all those it's start. Of, it's part of its deal. Oh. Well, now I gotta okay. buy another fucking video game. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, so this is what this is what the Wikipedia says. Uh, <laughs> during the, <laughs> during the Age of the Empire, Galactic Empire established a secret weapons facility on the planet. There was also, um, let's see, one year. Okay, one year and four days after the Battle of Endor, so this would be like, what, 29... 28.6 oh, do years. No. <laughs> uh, a battle between the New Republic and the Galactic Empire um, broke out on Jakku. So it does sound like there are, yeah, um, Imperial Captain Ray crashed her Star Destroyer into the planet. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of the stuff that they're putting there was basically there was a battle at some point about 20 eight years ago. Place okay. seems a lot less backwater and out of the way than it did just a minute ago. Yeah, I feel yeah. like it is a junkyard backwater planet and that's why the Empire targeted to have this secret weapons facility be like, no one will fucking look here, this place sucks. <laughs> but hey, that puts it on the map, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. After. Unless you like really like scavenging. <laughs> well, somebody should have put it. that shit Can't on Dagobah. I have a question for everyone. Uh-oh. Shoot. Oh and Finn, are you buying into the homosexual agenda, or are they just best bros? <laughs> God, they are so, best bros. They, oh God, they have I the, think they have the raddest bromance. I think it's a bromance. They do. Definitely I bromance. That, I think that Finn has it too hard for Ray, either yeah. in like a very much like I love you so much way, or like I, I feel like to I need kiss. to protect you. It's, I think he's got brother syndrome. But still, I think that boyfriend? he's still all about Ray. I think that yeah. Finn looks okay. So this was also part of the thing that I read. Poe and <laughs> Poe is the first person outside of the Star Tro- Stormtrooper pod that Finn had in the First Order to give him a nickname, and so all yeah. of the other Stormtrooper Stormtroopers in Finn's pod had they all had like different nicknames, and that's how they didn't have to say like FN two zero eight three seven or whatever it is. And right. so right. Finn, <laughs> fuck yeah, uh, <laughs> Finn <laughs> like sees Poe as that kind of like older brother, um, like sensei best friend yeah. kind of relationship because he gives him that nickname that is well, very similar to the stormtrooper. The name you had what if too just complicated. Imprints? I'm just going to call you Finn. What if he just imprinted <laughs> on him like a baby bird? You're like, oh, oh right. the first person right. I saw. <laughs> <laughs> Mama? Because, okay, no. I mean, let's be honest. How often, sometimes, we people, I know I do this, we're like, I'll start to talk we to people. someone. I'm like, oh, my God, you're so cool. You're like my best friend ever. And you do, like, really form that super strong bond with them. Yeah. And so maybe absolutely. that's what no, Poe and Finn are. Well, what, a, what the hey, fuck I ever? Do it. Hey, I do it, too. I, <laughs> that's because you're a woman, Ben. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, rapport. Uh, yeah, like, uh, definitely Finn and Poe, like, at the beginning of the movie, like, when they get in that TIE fighter and start flying away, literally, all three times I saw the movie, I literally just was, like, stomping on the ground, like, kicking my legs, because it was, it made me so happy and excited, because that is, like, how they are in the cockpit, and they're, like, their chemistry band, is great, their chemistry is great. Is. the back and forth is great, um, it's just so, it's, it's just so fun to see right. them be like that, and it's just like, eh, and I think it's just got the internet so hype, and you know, whatever about like what uh, shipping people and stuff, but like, yeah, yes. they're definitely. If this were Pacific Pacific Rim, they would totally like. They'd pilot that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that neural oh, yeah. neural connection. Drift yeah. compatible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, 
Yeah, they're like uh, they're like James Franco and Seth Rogen in every movie exactly. they're in. They're just exactly. really tight bros. <laughs> yes, you could just see them drinking in an off scene in the movie and just like bro fist in the middle of the table, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. I would watch bro fist. My favorite I think that's episode that eight. My favorite art that I've seen so far for uh, Force Awakens is oh, no. it, it's like Finn sitting next to Poe at, at at like a bar, and uh, Finn looks really sad, and Poe looks over him. It's like, why are you so sad? He's like. I just realized I don't have a last name. And Poe says, oh, well, you could just have my last name. And then, <laughs> and then oh, and you guys get the, blu- the huge blush Yay-o. on Finn. <laughs> I mean, it's a Disney film. It's a Disney film, so it will never happen, but I'm into it. <laughs> hey, you I'm know, not saying it, I as, don't look as, up it, or look it this, up. This is something that my dad really noticed when, when I saw it with him, and it's like, as much as we know that Lucasfilm is owned by Disney now, it, unless you watch the credits all the way to the end, you don't see Disney anywhere no, in yeah. the yeah. opening portion of it. It's LucasArts, or I'm sorry, Lucasfilms, and then scroll, and then the scroll. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was surprised at how fast the movie started. I thought I, it was going to be... I, I wanted Lucas. the THX again. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so I have, I have two things. One, Danny had asked me that before he's like do you think they'll have the lucas arts or do you think they'll have the fucking disney castle and i was like no they're gonna have lucas arts like they have to they have to do it i thought they were gonna have disney and whenever it popped up like the most emotional moment for me wasn't han dying it was the fucking movie starting yeah Yeah. because it like it popped up (laughs) and it was that like the shimmering of the Lucas Arts, and then it was like, and then the Star Wars came up, and I just started bawling. And I've never—it's so weird, but it's like I've never understood how people can go to a concert and like die and just like be there bawling and crying. And that's how I felt at Star Wars. We love your emotions. It's—it's it's literally that feeling of being transported back to your childhood, yeah. like you yes. feel like yeah. a kid again, and. That's when the excitement really came in because I I realized in the first scene like I something in me wanted to hate this movie, <laughs> but it was and not not you not couldn't. during the scroll. It was when we saw the the stormtroopers coming in in this dropship and you know the lights are flickering on it and stuff. But just in that whole scrolling portion, I could not sit still in my seat. I was Aww. so excited. Yeah, that's great. I like that. I I felt the same way. I think the. Di- Oh, the difference between uh, the scroll in this versus like the scroll in the the prequel trilogy is like it it talks about Luke Skywalker and Leia and like what's happening with the people in the Star Wars right, universe. Right. No. Yeah, it's, it's not like trade dispute and first right, right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, it was I don't know. I have to I'm say really excited again. I want to see this movie again. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just yeah. asked Danny, I was like, "Can we go see Star Wars again?" <laughs> <laughs> yes. When the See, Star Wars appeared for me, at least I wasn't thinking, oh, God, this is going to suck, like I did with episodes two <laughs> and three. I had heard enough word of mouth yeah. at that point to know that it was a good movie, and so I could allow yeah. myself to be excited for it and not... You, you could know, hang your hat on it. <laughs> See, that that makes me kind of jealous. Like, I wish space didn't terrify me so much as a child, because, like, that sounds, like, awesome. Just, like, that kind of movie-going experience, like, that shit money can't buy. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I very rarely cry during movies, and I have yeah. never watched a movie that had such an emotional impact on me without mm. like super sad things happening. Like Brokeback Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, the brokest like, back. 
<laughs> Whenever they first showed the Millennium Falcon, I started crying. Whenever Han Aww. and Chewie came on, I started crying. Like, all of this stuff that I was just... I didn't know I had that much joy in my heart. And it just <laughs> broke out. <laughs> magic of movies that's why movies exist or to transport mm-hmm. you to these different worlds and like to yeah. let you feel that escape podcast joy. too yeah podcasting i think that's what's so great about star wars is that it it's done that for our parents generation or our older siblings generation and now it's doing it for our generation like yeah. it's something that just like transcends the past 30 years and it doesn't matter which one you watch we can all universally agree that episode one sucks <laughs> and that the original trilogy <laughs> yeah. is but, the best but but it really shows how much this this franchise speaks to mm-hmm. the people who enjoy it yeah. yeah oh god yeah you know you can look back and say you know the 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 random homages they had to the original trilogy, I would say specifically to to A New Hope, may have been a little bit fan service, but at the same time, you see it and you're like, oh God, I remember when they played that weird form of chess that I don't understand. Or that's yeah. the targeting yeah. droid that, that Luke was fighting or showing when he was first using the lightsaber. Or the way Finn looks back and says... When he shoots uh, <laughs> a tie fighter, you know it's it, exactly it's, it, it speaks so much to how much this means to people. It's just different enough that you can you can look at that and say like, yeah, yeah, they got this, and that's what I think the feeling they were going for. Like, yeah, they get what this is all about, mm-hmm. but yet it's just enough different. You know, play on it, change the expectations a tiny bit here and there and everywhere that they know like, okay. So the next movie, they're set up to do Separate. whatever they want, and we trust them again. Yep. Separate yeah. movie. Exactly. Yeah. This was a movie of establishing trust with, like, listen, like, it's not just one crazy man telling us what we should like. It's a, it's a brain trust of people that you already enjoy what they do for the most part. And, and like, we get it. We were – this is what we grew up on, too. So we're, we're, doing, we're doing fine by this. And, like, going back to speaking, like, how it – like – how it's so like emotional for all of us just like yeah i got teared up during the the scroll the first scroll too but like also when i came out of the theater the second time i was with a buddy of mine and we were just like freaking out in front of the posters just like oh my god oh my god and then like this family walked up and the mom had like her hair and like leia buns and the dad was just wearing a (laughs) the dad was wearing a white sweater with a stormtrooper like halloween plastic mask nice they had three daughters the oldest daughter um I know the oldest the oldest (laughs) daughter the oldest daughter was dressed as like straight up Princess Leia like all of it from A New Hope the second the second oldest daughter had like a an R2-D2 beanie and like coordinating clothes and then the youngest daughter was my favorite part because she just wore a regular black dress she had a giant lightsaber and then the a a Darth Vader helmet that was way too big for her head she was like (laughs) swinging the lightsaber and I was just, and they were like, hey, I think these two guys would take a picture of us in front of the poster. Aww, and I was like, you betcha. Nice. And then, like, the little girl was like, look at my helmet and, like, pressing the button. Like, I was like, oh my God, this is great. And the mom was like, you know, dad sits through tea parties, so we all go to Star Wars dressed up. And I was at a little, this was not at a major theater in the Nashville area. This was at a little dinky place down the road. Like, it doesn't matter where you see it or what you do. Like, and, like, I was like, oh, I got to make sure Kylo Ren's in the shot. And the kids were like, yeah, get him in the shot. <laughs> and I was like, and, like, the guy I was with, too, like, he was having the, Matt, he's having the same reaction you are right now. It's just like, oh, gosh, it's touching my heart. He was just like. <laughs> I was I like, die. yeah, this is seriously. Yeah. And, like, and, like, I looked at him. I'm like, 
They're those kids. They get to grow oh. up with a good Star Wars movie. Yes. Oh yeah. I'm so happy for them. I think the the one word that I could use to describe this compared to you know the the rest of the well the the original trilogy is oh, is it's respectful. So it, it, it's you know it's very respectful of of uh, the original saga and and I like that it treats mm-hmm. it. I think the way that it deserves. I saw some fuckball on Facebook made some kind of comment about it being fan fiction. <laughs> and I, and I replied, I was now. like, I was like, dude, it was written by, it was co-written by the guy that fucking wrote Empire and Jedi. Right? How is that yes. fucking fan fiction if it's written by the same dude? Yeah, exactly. I mean, aren't all movie scripts fan fiction? Every sequel, if you, yeah. I guess, if I'm a fan of my own work, in an episode, you know, any <laughs> ongoing yeah, episode, is the fan Avengers fiction was really good episode. fan fiction. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, that's right, and, and that's that's the thing is J.J. Abrams has. Abrams has really demonstrated his ability to take take that you know very almost not controversial but very sensitive f- fandom and almost translate sacred. it into hey here's a either reimagining like with Star Trek and then and, and at least with Star Wars now and it really just demonstrated that hey if you tr- if you really do treat it with respect like Josh said and you kind of understand where the bulk of the fandom is really coming from, not only can you almost, in a, in a way, retell the same story, but you can build on it, and you can mm-hmm. make it your own and make well. people just so excited for it. Abrams has said, you know, in no uncertain terms that he's a huge fan, so of course he respects the material. You know, he, he's, you know he's been building up to this moment to getting to direct Star Wars for the well, last 10 I, years. And if you th- he also said was, that he thought that uh, Star Trek 2 was garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, you know, ever since he ever since he started show running Felicity, he goes, I'm going to get to Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, not to get too literary criticism me, but like I've heard the argument it's just like, oh, they're just retelling one of the old movies over again, just like why would they do that? That's garbage. But all aren't all stories really the same tropes over and over again? It's like a hero with a thousand faces. People like hearing these certain stories right. that follow well, certain paths, and it's whether or not you can tell it well or not. Yeah, and history repeats it, itself. It, what is it? It's, yeah. it's the the three archetypes are man versus man, man versus nature, and man versus self. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's like that's what stirs the soul. That's what people want to see. That's why mm. art exists. <laughs> Stir my soul, Kim. I think maybe people had a problem with not necessarily it fitting into those types of characters, but that it was so formulaic. Like, everything that they did was pretty predictable, but they also played it safe for the first movie of a new trilogy. And I think that they had to do that in order to not turn out like the first three episodes that people were saying, this is awful. So they're like, let's do this plot. And people are going to probably predict it and it's going to be very similar to you know the original trilogy but it's going to fucking work mm-hmm. and we're going to get movies that people now are going to say I loved watching this movie so much not like oh yeah. my god I can't believe there's a Jar Jar in it so you said that things were predictable and the one thing in my first watch through of the movie that I saw coming a million miles away was Han Solo dying. Oh, <laughs> I, and no. I don't know if I don't know if you guys saw it too, but like the way that essentially Ray took over the ability to run the Millennium Falcon yeah. on her own. She realized she needed a co-pilot. Yes. It was telegraphed pretty Dude, well. Here, it, it was really telegraphed. He needs to do as, a death scene. 
it, yeah, since the 80s, soon, you know. Yeah. As soon as they leave the 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 main that that one part of the Star Killer base and they say, "Wait, we have to go back." I'm like, that's it. That's that's where it's gonna happen. Right there. That's that's when it's gonna happen. Yep. Because they and they played they played up a lot of the Han Solo is your is is Kylo Ren's father and mm-hmm. hey mm-hmm. if you see our son you have to go and bring him back to us. It, Han Solo is Ben Kenobi in this movie, hence he named his son Ben. Yeah. <laughs> Talk amongst and yourselves. And there's, ben, there's also, Ren, there's also a degree of this, like, they, they played with it, too, because, like, at the same time, you could also think, like, well, maybe Chewie's going to die, because he, he's shown they to get actually get up. hurt, finally. Yeah, he I, gets shot right. in the arm, he's, he's vulnerable I'll, I'll, I'll admit, movie. I kind of thought it was going to be either Han or Chewie, but as soon as Han sees Ren, or Kylo Ren, I'm like, bam, right there. Oh, yeah, <laughs> no, and, like, literally as soon as right they... Now. <laughs> As soon as they split up, like my hand went over my mouth, and I go, "Oh my God, Han's gonna die!" Don't oh, split the party. Shit, Han's gonna die. You don't split the party. Never split the. Oh my God. Well, you and split also, it too okay. much. <laughs> as soon as they showed that fucking uh, walkway with the no rails, no every building. It's done. Yeah. yeah, obviously OSHA didn't have anything to do with that structure. Did, did anybody at all not want to believe that he was actually dead and then just have that hope sapped away from you as he falls down the bottomless pit and then the yeah. planet they're on is destroyed and then you're like, it's, it's maybe like he's stowed away in a cargo hold. It's like they can't bury him enough. If they if they pull the, the whole, like, Luke, I'm your father, falls down in Cloud City thing, I'm going to... I will actually be upset about that. <laughs> no, Han's gotta stay dead. Did anybody think that he knew what was coming? Like he knew he was about to bite it when he went to talk to his son. Like he was just kind of yes. like, I think, "I'm old. I think, I'm tired. I'm okay knew. if you want to kill knew, me." He knew it was a risk, but he definitely went in thinking that he could bring Ben. I'm sorry, Ben Solo back. But when when he wasn't so sure anymore, I think maybe he thought the two outcomes that he was okay with was, I'm going to bring my son back and he's going to get better, or he's going to kill me because I really don't care anymore, basically. That, yes. that, that I'm okay with this moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I thought that it was a lot, whenever he was saying goodbye to Leia, um, I felt like he really did not think he was coming back. Uh-huh. from the mission on Starkiller. So I think he kind of had it up in his mind, like, I am either going to bring Ben back or I'm going to die trying. Yeah. And so I think he kind of resolved to not come back if he couldn't, if mm. he, yeah. like, knew that that was Because from what end. I know of his character, he has too much pride to come back mm-hmm. empty-handed almost. And just, like, mm. these are my thoughts on Han Solo dying. I feel like it needed <laughs> to happen to let the story progress because it's killing the old era and introducing the new. Even though it's yes. sad, it is it the is. perfect sacrifice to really cement Kylo Ren both as, the like, a bad guy and also as part of the Sith because I feel like he had some hesitation. He was trying to... Oh! Ma- like, he was wrestling with that shit. And let me talk about... Okay, I'm getting into, like, art nerd no, like, shit. No, do no, no, it. please do, do because I, I feel like, Kim, I'm thinking what you're gonna say. <laughs> honey, honey, use your degree! Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cinematography in this scene where the beam of light is shining down upon both of them on the bridge, it's very reminiscent of Renaissance paintings. If you... Uh, there's a certain Rembrandt that's like uh, oh fuck I can't remember the name of it it's something about the Night Brigade let but me google the Rembrandt thing that real quick <laughs> yeah. 
there's like it's called chiaroscuro which is basically really selective and beautiful use of light and shadows and that's exactly what they did in the scene to heighten the drama because you start off having kylo ren stepping into the light to greet his father and to meet him and he has like i feel like his one true moment of honesty is talking to his dad and he asks him oh, and for he sure. says yeah just like will you help me and Han Solo says, yes, anything. And that signed his death certificate. Mm, yeah. yeah. And then after yeah. he's dead, he steps back into the shadows. I I need your help with this one very specific thing that I need to happen. And only yeah. you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> so this scene for me, I felt the first time I was like so caught up in it, I didn't really like pay attention to it. But like very much what you're saying, Kim, is I feel like you could l- watch this scene with absolutely no dialogue and you would know... <laughs> exactly what happened because you see Kylo comes into the light and at that point he hasn't resolved to either kill Han or run away with him and he has that confliction within him but then exactly and then you see whenever he asks you know will you help me with this and Han takes it too there's that like couple seconds of struggle and then as soon as that light cuts out that's whenever you can tell he's made the decision he's gonna Mm -hmm. kill Han he's gone full Sith he's completely fallen and then that's whenever cinematically they show him being stabbed and I thought that that was it's so like cliche to be like oh he's literally fallen to the dark side but I thought it was such a cool moment to watch Because you didn't need any dialogue or any words yeah. at all between these characters because all of the light and the way it was shot and everything, like with the red being the only mm-hmm. prominent actual mm-hmm. color there, like that scene was so fucking good. It was a straight up Rembrandt painting. Like that is what it was. And that is beautiful cin- yes. cinematography. If Rembrandt. you can show that without any dialogue, that's mm-hmm. your cinematographer, give them a fucking Oscar. Right. <laughs> yeah. And as far as character goes, I mean... Uh, a lot of the movie is like, um, you know, Kylo Ren, you know, being that he has such a big presence as a character, like you're, you're learning about his struggle the entire film. His his thing, you know, when Ray calls it out after uh, being captured, is like, you're afraid that you're not going to be as good as Darth Vader. And like, yeah. this is this is one step further than Darth Vader ever went. He did not kill yeah. his own blood, you know? That's very true. He did not... Did, did anybody look up anything about the Knights of Ren? No, but there's a huge presence on the internet of them. The, these characters that we know even less about than Boba Fett have become pretty big on the internet. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, yeah. I just want to play an anime dating game where I could date all the Knights of Ren and end with Kylo Ren. Yeah. All at once. <laughs> like, what if each of... So the whole dating game was based on just what their masks were look like? Yeah. And, like, you had the conversations with them, and then once you got to the end, they took off their mask, and you saw what they really were. And you're like, now, oh, beautiful boys. anime boy. Oh, would you, How do I get Dengar? Would you quit the game <laughs> if it was Hux? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Hux. <laughs> Oh yeah. My gosh. yeah, Kylo Ren is is far and away my favorite character in the movie because I feel like Adam. Well, one, Adam Driver acted the shit out of that character. I was very yeah. impressed. Um, and like, and that's not to say I didn't I didn't love Poe, Ray, and Finn. Like, because like that's our four main characters. Yeah, we love them um, all. <laughs> I know I love them all. It's hard to it's hard to pick I my favorite choose. child. But the one that shares my name has an advantage. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, the one you look like, you mean? The one I look like and have a similar name to. What the fuck? Uh, <laughs> but um, people say I have a very finished character. Yes. Oh, I can see it. Mm-hmm. I can see it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> just gonna pitch your little face. <laughs> but just like 
I think Kylo Ren is like, especially in like big budget, even though it came out of Christmas, summer blockbuster type of like epic adventure movies. He he brings something new, a little new and different to it, at least in this like swath and generation of it, um, of films like this. And that like his his struggle, like when he's like looking at Vader's helmet and he says, like, you know, I can feel it. Which I think it's totally light. cool that he has Vader's twisted old helmet. It might even be what yeah. turned him to the dark oh, side. Sure. Which, which, in my head, that means him and the Knights of Ren went down to that forest moon at Endor and killed some motherfucking Ewoks to get it back. <laughs> but, uh, actually, so, the Ewoks were already dead. The uh, Death Star blowing up above the planet would have caused a... Oh, for God's sake! Oh, Jesus! Oh, okay. 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 So, so, Ben, I'm curious now that, now that you've yeah. kind of piqued my interest on this. Yes. Where where do you see the Kylo Ren character going in episodes? Um, uh, was it eight eight and nine? Eight, eight and nine. Less I think, whiny, uh, I hope. No. I, I to me, I didn't find him whiny at all. I think he he's, pret- he's pretending emo. to be something he's not. He's <laughs> he's trying to be something he's not, and that's why he's lashing out in the way that he does. I know I personally related to it in the fact that I've gotten so angry before that I have just tore shit up in my room. So like, I understand that rage and frustration of just like I can't fucking believe things aren't going my way because I just want it to fucking work a certain way and God and force willing I'm going to make it happen <laughs> and so when things don't go his way that's why he like turns on that lightsaber and just slices up that computer and then just like chokes that phys- instead of like force choking him like Vader he, he pulls him towards him and physically chokes him and mm-hmm. I think that says a lot mm-hmm. that's not like oh he's not as strong in the force oh no he stopped a blaster rifle he's... shot he is way more powerful right. in the force than anyone has ever seen before he wanted to put his hands on that guy and fucking kill him he's different than a lot of Sith though because he well, doesn't have that like that cool calm collected anger thing going on I mean he's seriously exactly. well, I mean, he has and, that, and that's part of his Sith are always characterized by actually expressing their passion However, right. however, and that's that why is. he's super Sith. And I think that I think that it also made Kylo seem more like a a realistic character. Like I think people yes. keep yeah. calling him like, "Oh, he's so emo," but really, like, how many times have any of us gotten so pissed off and you just want to like fucking break everything around yeah. you? And he fucking did it. And so it's like showing that he has that struggle of like, well, this is what I'm supposed to be whenever he's being like all bad Sith using the force powers. But this is also, I'm a real fucking person. Mm -hmm. And so I think that it was cool that they showed those moments where he's like going crazy and like wanting to beat the shit out of someone and using his lightsaber to blow it. It's like that, that, that action speak louder than words thing because every time he talks, except maybe in front of Snoke, it's very deliberate. He's saying what he means but the way he expresses himself is unleashing that 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 anger that he's actually got inside of him because he's oh, never, he's never yelling at anybody with the mask yeah. on. I'm gonna say he's never yelling at anybody. He's very characteristic of 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 the Sith. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and like I gotta call out his Adam Driver's physicality of the character because like you don't see Darth Vader squat and get eye level with someone. You don't see Darth Vader like do that like shoulder roll to the front and be like, like he's like about to like kill somebody. Like when he sees Ray not in that torture chamber, like that's what he does. He does that like forward shoulder roll and he's just like it's like gonna hot. pop his neck and like he's just like, uh uh-uh. uh, no, not today, no, not today. No. And then he says, not today of all days. God damn it! And I, I read an interview that uh, I think it was J.J. Abrams, and they wanted to show the evolution of a hero as well as the evolution of a villain. So mm-hmm. that's really mm-hmm. what you're getting. Ray and uh, Kylo oh, yeah. Ren are two 
yeah. parallels. Absolutely. And that's what makes their interactions so interesting, especially when they're fighting at the very end where he's just like, you need a teacher. Just like, come with me. I'll fucking show you. You can't just like fucking go around and half-ass this shit. <laughs> yeah, and like, I love it because like anytime, we, I, I, I realize this seeing it for the third time <laughs> that like there's a scene like, the scene where he's in his, like, meditation-like chamber that Vader has. His jack-off room? His, yeah, his, <laughs> J- his, J- his J.O. I, chamber. I feel it again. Call the light. His J.O. chamber where he's got some, he's got some dope crystals that he's, he needs a J.O., bro. J- uh, uh, gotta, gotta charge him, baby. Yeah, exactly. But, like, that scene, like, it kind of comes out of nowhere, but when you look at the film overall... That scene happens right after we see Ray make a very like bold and heroic decision. I can't remember exactly what, but Ray does something or says something that's very much in the in lines with her supposed Skywalker or Kenobi background that she's like bullheaded towards I'm doing the right thing. And Kylo Ren's like I'm bullheaded towards doing the most evil thing possible. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's that scene like out of like it just happens out of nowhere, but it's important because it happens right after Ray, and then we cut oh. back to the good guys again. Just like we are seeing these parallel paths happen, specifically with mm-hmm. Kylo and Ray, and that's where I think Finn has the most interesting uh, arc to go through in the next couple episodes. But Matt, going back to what you asked me about Kylo Ren, about what's going to happen to him in the next couple episodes, I believe that in the next one, his completion of training. Some people think he's like going to be a double agent. I don't know. I think if he does anything good, he's going to be like that crazy good guy that's like, yeah. no, I'm on the light side now. See, I'm doing the good thing. Look, and he's just like massacring like everyone. And they're like, no, wait, you, you're taking it too far there, buddy. Chill out. They, if, if he does anything good at all, I don't think, I think he's just totally gone. Yeah, I, there's something in him yeah. that's kind of the Shakespearean tragic figure. Absolutely. He's like Iago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he really is. Because, yeah. I mean, and, and clearly, I mean, in, in our conversation that we've already had coming up to this, we feel for this character. Oh, yes. like yeah. we want him we, to be good. We 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 love we love the character not because we love to hate him, but because he's mm-hmm. so relatable. Yes, yeah. possibly redeemable. Yes, well, that's a good question. Pos- yes, yes. But should he be? <laughs> I don't think he is. I think he's done. I think he's he's dark side, and then it's going to go. Ray and I, I would love to see Kylo. what the that 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 finishing his training is with Snoke. There's a lot of debate on who Snoke is. A lot of people say I think he's Plague, Plagueis, 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 Plagueis. Yes, yeah. So the a lot one of people who learned think immortality. That, I, you know, I don't mind a little bit of that expanded universe actually coming in here and making yeah. some sense. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Providing some basis, right? Actually, I yeah, think, exactly. I think they they reference him in the the prequel trilogy. They do. Palpatine Palpatine does does bring him up to Anakin just being like, my former, my former master was once. uh, uh." And Anakin's like, Palpatine, Senator Palpatine, why are you talking like this? Like, oh, I thought my hood was up. (laughs) 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 Any last couple minutes of things we want to get in before we go to everybody else doing our little verdict or no? I just got I just got one thing to say. BB-8 is my new religion. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we need to talk about BB-8. Oh, man, that droid. I might get to okay, like soccer so... finally thanks to that droid. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I was disappointed for in the show was I wanted more Phasma. I thought yes. they built her up to be oh, a bigger yeah. character than so, what she was going right. to be. I think she's so coming I'm back. Hoping... I think she's going to pull so straight on uh, Boba Fett. Uh, so, uh, new, a New Hope style yeah. escape from the trash compactor. 
That's what I think too. That's what I'm really hoping for. I, but that's the I only a, disappointment I had. I have this huge crush mm-hmm, yeah. on Gwendolyn Christie right now, Hell and yeah. I really want to see her come back in in episode eight. I think yeah. uh, the way I think episode eight is going to play out is going to be in totally Phasma's favor because I think Ray and Ren are going to have this uh, parallel line of like training in the Force. And then Finn and Poe are like going to get sent out by Leia to like go on some adventure, and Phasma's going to track Finn down and be like, "I'm going to get that motherfucker that put me in a trash can." Like a damn bully. I mean, I don't. I, I know we kind of talked about parallels earlier. Is she going to be the new Boba Fett to the think, the Han uh, Solo style of, of, of Finn Poe and, po. and Finn? In the absence know, of a Sarlacc, like a trash they... compactor will do just fine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they tried to make. Poe Han Solo character in terms of attitude. Yeah, so, maybe. Yeah, I could see I that. Know. But she's after Finn, and I like that. I think she's right. gonna hire some bounty hunters, and I feel like this is where we're if we're gonna get any hints of Boba Fett outside of an anthology <gasps> or like Star Wars yes. fan or like Star Wars like in between movie film like Rogue well, One's gonna yeah. be. Right. This is gonna be like we're gonna see old man Boba, and he's gonna yeah. be like I know some I'm, I know I'm, some bounty hunters. I'm you trying can to hire. remember. So Rogue One is the story of how they got the star the death star plan yes it's gonna be like it's gonna be like a yeah it's gonna be like a war movie okay. all right like a straight up like yeah all right so uh in the interest of moving this along let's uh let's yes yes let's don't, go don't, to don't our us, verdict yes sorry even though the movie is not technically old enough for us to actually do a verdict per our own rules we are going to issue a tentative verdict on whether star wars the force awakened is sacred bovinus sanctorum or if it should be put out to pasture bovinus excommunicado (laughs) i'll keep that in stereo all right so (laughs) yes thank you for the help i'm going to go in the order of people i see on the screen uh if that's okay so How about uh, Kim and Ben? You two go first. Kim, you go first. All right. Dueling Bo verdict. all the fucking way. I hate space a lot of the time. I only like space when it's in spooky movies. And if this movie fucking A, makes me like space, and B, makes me like the Star Wars franchise, which is something I've never liked before, except in that one podcast, then absolutely. It was a great movie, so full of heart, wonderful storytelling. It has all of the elements of story that really resonate with people and that really last throughout the years. And so, yeah, absolutely. Fun, funny, full of heart, would watch again, and will kiss Kylo Ren. <laughs> all right. So, uh, and now, uh, and now it is Benjamin's turn. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, the the good wait hold on the Sanctu- good word sanctorum 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 okay yeah <laughs> you can just say sacred you know sacred. it's okay we often but, do uh, sacred all right I'm just gonna say sacred I can't I can't use your big words you're a Catholic you can use Latin <laughs> I'm uh, uh, debatable <laughs> I say uh, yes sacred this is um, we are not getting Phantom Menace people calm down you're trying to be on the right side of history if you hate this movie you're no you're no, 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 no. This is not Phantom Menace. This is not us coming out of the theater thinking, that was great. I loved it when Darth Maul got cut in half. Like, this is not that movie. This is a fun adventure movie that is set in space, just like Star Wars has always been. So, yes, sacred. Our, Please. All right. Lord. Now, next, we've got uh, Matthew's verdict. So, like like you said, it is it is still very close to the actual release of this movie, and I think a lot of its staying powers could be determined by episodes 8 and 9, but based on just the the feeling I got, 
the first and second time I saw this movie and, you know, even just talking about it now, the, the feeling I'm getting, I'm going to most definitely go bovinus sanctorum. This is, this is definitely sacred. All right. Thank you, Matt. Now we've got Nika's verdict. I think I know where this is going. Okay. <laughs> Don't be so um, sure. Yeah. This is, this is a sacred for me. I thought that a huge theme in the movie was home and going home. And you hear it a lot of times from Han Solo and everything. And I felt like for the series, J.J. was really able to bring it home, back to those original three. And it gave us a movie that we loved, that this new generation of Star Wars fans is going to love. And it's going to be able to stay around and not be a joke and not be a movie that we shamefully talk about would be something that we're like, yeah, I fucking saw episode seven in movie theaters. So definitely, definitely sacred. Man, I got to say, I, <laughs> my, uh, my verdict on this one is uh, most, most definitely, I'm going to have to say sacred. I, I know it's awfully early in the, in the lifespan of the movie, but hail, when something is beautiful, it is beautiful. And I think this is. All right. Uh, that leaves, unfortunately, us. No. <laughs> Go ahead, Pete. I didn't like it. I loved it. God. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I didn't really love it, but I liked it a lot. I don't think I liked it as much as other people did, but this is still totally a sacred for me. Like I said, it only needed to be better than the prequels for me to call it sacred, and it, it well surpassed that, that goal post that was set so low. Uh, ha ha solo solo a lot of people are calling this their favorite star wars movie i think that's that's heretical a little bit the original trilogy yeah. what they may lack in good come at me bro quality <laughs> and that kind of thing they make up for with you know and, and only the test of time will tell but it's the nostalgia factor the the original movies will always be star wars and to me Everything else will just kind of be what came after that, but but who knows? Maybe in ten years I'll be uh, singing a different tune uh, when we when we revisit this topic. Uh, so I just all I know is I want to go out and watch this movie again. I only saw it once. I want to see it again. I want to get up to that third time, just like Ben. <laughs> Fuck yeah! I think we're gonna go watch it now. Actually. Yes, awesome! <laughs> oh my god, right? <laughs> I asked Danny, I was like, can we go watch it again? He's like, yeah, for you, I will. <laughs> All right, Which Mike, really don't means disappoint he, us with your verdict. He was verdict. just waiting for me. <laughs> no, it'll never change. It's that forever. It's all you, Mike. It's it's up to you to make this a unanimous. <laughs> okay, Bring well, home, don't go against the, the consensus. I thought it was a sleeper. No. <laughs> Mike, I'm going to come through this screen and strangle you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would say it's definitely a sacred. In in I I, I saw it uh, twice already. I'm going to see it again. Uh, yay, my company's paying for it. That's awesome. Um, but I, I would probably go on my own... Uh, I might even see it a fourth time. We'll see. But, uh, yeah, I think this, for me, is right up there with Empire and uh, probably Jedi, I would say, in the rank. And this would be, like, third. Um, it's maybe or, better wait, than whoa, Jedi. Wait, whoa, we'll wait. You're you putting... I'm sorry. You're putting Jedi as what? Second? Uh, I like the little to, arc. Okay, we'll have to... Uh, okay. We'll have to... Oh, maybe a second. <laughs> uh, right. The original trilogy is, is up there, but I... Yeah... Never mind. But my point is it's right up there after the original trilogy. Definitely beats the prequels. 
as much as I did like, strangely, uh, Revenge of the Sith, of the prequels, it was the best. This is definitely sacred, and I love what they're going for, where they're going, and I can't wait to see more. I can't wait for Luke to say well, something. Yeah, right? <laughs> What's his voice like, man? <laughs> No. Well, we can argue about those ah, other movies me, later. Luke but Skywalker. I think that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they call me Luke. Anyway, uh, like I said, uh, that sounds pretty unanimous to me, so we can call this one a tentative bovinus sanctorum pending the passage of 10 years of time. Woo! Yay! Yup, dub. 9.9. All right. Okay, so everybody gets a gold medal and except for Chewie. Alright, so that's really the uh, end of of this very special episode of Sacred Cows Podcast. I'd like to thank all of our guests for uh, coming again. And uh, yeah, if there's anything that you guys wanna take one last chance to shamelessly promote, we're nobody gonna be shaming you here, so please do it. Nope. We just might cut it out later. <laughs> I'll fight you. <laughs> so let's go with, with Nika first. Okay. Um, if you want to, you can talk to me on Twitter at Nika underscore Howard. Um, you can also, if you enjoy funny jokes with friends and some heavy drinking and dice throwing, <laughs> uh, come over and listen to us at Drunks and Dragons at Geekly Inc. And you can also find us um, on the iTunes, on Stitcher, on everything, but then also on Twitter at Drunks uh, at D&D Podcast. There you go. <laughs> Great show. Go listen to it. All right. Uh, how about you, Wait, Matthew? Aren't, aren't, aren't you also on Dreadful Thoughts? Or did, did I miss that? I am. I am. Sorry. I'm also at Dreadful Thoughts. If you want to hear me talk about um, Victorian London era werewolves, vampires, and daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> They're Amen a brainy to podcast, sister. too. They have a book club. <laughs> it's true. We love our book club. It's so much fun. <laughs> uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Matthew M. Morris. Uh, and you can also, for whatever reason, if you like listening to me, find me at uh, or on Geekly Inc. Random Encounters. Awesome. Okay. I don't know why anyone would enjoy that, but okay. Yes! Kim and Ben, <laughs> you want to talk about where to find you two? All right, come in close. All you listeners, come in close. Come in close. Lean into your yeah. earbuds. Did I'm you listening. like listening to me and Ben talk about art history and our feelings. Well, you would love our anime podcast where we talk about anime and also our feelings and art history and dicks. <laughs> <laughs> At Sequence oh Pod. Our podcast name is Transforma Transformation Sequence. Bringing it in home. <laughs> and you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. Uh, yeah, and we're at Sequence Pod, and I'm at Kim Caddies on Twitter. If you want to tweet at me about how much you love Kylo Ren, I will reciprocate. You may want to spell uh, that. Oh, that's K Y M C T Y S. <laughs> and I, uh, I'm at Ben Stonick, B E N S C O N I C K. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, we're just going to uh, shamelessly plug ourselves for a minute. So if you've listened to this uh, wonderful, uh, I don't know how long this is going to be, one or two episodes, we'll figure it out later uh, ah, fuck it. of Stay fun one, one uh, and still want to listen You can find or talk to us. You can find us on Twitter at Sacred Cows Pod. You can also send us an email, uh, sacredcows at heroofthewebcom That's sacredcows at heroofthewebcom uh, and we'd also love to get your iTunes reviews so we can keep uh, growing this little show that uh, could 
and uh, Will. And of course, I'm on Twitter at White Morph and Pete. It's a simple matter of finding the nearest open telegraph office. I think they still have one in New Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's our show. Once again, thanks to our wonderful guests for joining us. That was a real pleasure, everybody. And we hope to thanks for uh, having thank us. You. maybe have you it on again so for uh, other shenanigans. For sure. Let this Definitely. not be the last time our paths cross. <laughs> All right. So bye, everybody. May the force be with you. And, and also, also, with, you. also oh, with you. God, we lift them up to the Lord. <laughs> we lift them up to the Lord. It's just a Catholic thing. <laughs> we lift them up to Jar Jar. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> no. Oh. All right. Nuts.